Hello, and welcome to the All Things Hadoop podcast. I'm your host, Joe Stein, founder and principal consultant of Big Data Open Source Security, LLC. This is episode 17, a talk with Jacques Nadeau. And now, on to the show. I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Jacques Nadeau. Jacques is an Apache Jewel committer and software architect for MapBar. Welcome, Jacques. Well, hey, thanks. So, Jacques, how did you get into Hadoop and open source? Well, you know, um, I actually tried to do my own startup. Uh, failed. Uh, I think, you know, as many of them do. Um, but um, one of the things that we were doing is we were focused on trying to do uh, large-scale search problems. And we um, initially had tried to use various sort of, you know, uh, simpler uh, single-node solutions to um, to tackle sort of search indexing and crawling and, and whatnot. And realized that, uh, you know, in any in any way that we wanted to make this scale, the only way that it would make sense would be to uh, be to move it to Hadoop. And so um, I started using Hadoop, I guess, about four years ago, maybe four or five years ago now, um, sort of to solve that problem at my startup. Um, and, uh, you know, the startup actually fizzled out. And uh, and so I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? Uh, but it's probably going to be something to do with this Hadoop stuff. Um, as far as open source goes, um, you know, I've always been a, con- uh, a consumer of open source. Um, uh, I started actually being fairly well involved in the um, HBase community, um, uh, trying to help people out on the mailing list, um, sort of um, actually spent a lot of time trying to um, solve secondary indexing in HBase that actually didn't turn into a patch because I uh, took on this other role um, at MapR uh, and didn't have the time. But uh, um, that was kind of where I sort of focused and sort of uh, sort of built up my understanding of open source and how I could help uh, sort of the community at large. Great. Great. So tell us a little bit about how you got into Apache Drill and tell us what Drill is all about. Yeah, well, I um, when I was doing the startup, um, I actually had an opportunity um, a number of times to uh, meet with the uh, guys at MapR. Um, and uh, we were at the time having um, some substantial uh, performance challenges um, with the uh, with. CDH and, and, and the core distribution of Hadoop. And so um, for our particular use case, we did a bunch of tests, and it turned out that MapR, when it came out, was, was much, much faster. So I, I kind of, at that point, got a very good uh, sense of, of, the, of the MapR team, got to know um, MC Fevers here really well, the CTO. Um, and so when the, um, when the startup uh, failed, I was, um, uh, I was talking to them, and they were saying, hey, we're trying to work on this new initiative. We really feel like there's a need for sort of a, a modern uh, query engine um, to run on top of Hadoop for sort of these interactive analysis um, problems. And uh, as much as it's, uh, I was working in search before, um, the uh, similarities um, from, if you ignore computational linguistics side of search, um, the other parts of search around the, the, the short-term queries and how you d- structure the data um, and sort of the processing pipelines and whatnot are actually um, somewhat similar to what a, an interactive query engine needs to be done. Um, and so, um, so Shriva said, hey, why don't you come over here and talk to us about um, sort of driving this project forward. Um, they kind of um, kicked it off initially um, and, uh, you know, hoped to sort of share a bunch of resources in the organization and elsewhere. Um, and it was not getting as much to purchase as we'd like because uh, no one was really focused on it. So they asked me to kind of come on board and um, sort of really drive that project forward. Um, and so um, what is Apache Drill? Well, it's, uh, it's a query engine um, uh, to run on top of Hadoop um, and actually uh, other big data platforms as well. I think that um, the recognition is, is that um, 
even though different types of big data engines, whether it's Cassandra or Mongo or CacheDB or Hadoop, um, they all have a number of similar, character, similar characteristics. And so um, the goal is really to provide a um, sort of uh, a centralized uh, query engine to run on top of these different platforms, um, sort of get a community to work together to try to solve it one place rather than having each individual sort of storage engine have to solve their own, build their own sort of sort of more rudimentary query language. Um, and so it's really to provide this query layer on top. Um, now, one of the really big and important things you think about when you're sort of trying to solve that problem is, is that as much as all these systems have some of the similar characteristics in terms of how they partition the data and, and distribute it and whatnot, um, they have very different concepts around the query languages and how the schemas are maintained and those kinds of things. And so Drill has a number of sort of considerations that try to be a little bit more uh, sort of uh, modern and, and different about how to approach that data. Great. So how is Drill being used today? Where is, uh, what's the status of the project? So um, Drill is a, uh, still an incubator project. It's incubating within the Apache Foundation. Um, we had our first release of the Drill project uh, last month now, um, and that was really an alpha release, what we call Milestone 1. And the purpose of that was really to get sort of the core pieces out and let people just start to play with them, mostly developers to start to play with them, understand the data pipeline. Um, we're, we're sort of planning a number of additional milestones to move towards GA um, sometime next year. Um, uh, you know, it's community-based, so it's, as the community decides that it's ready. Um, uh, and so there isn't a lot of production, there, there's, there's no production use of it today. Um, uh, the expectation is, is that we'll probably start to have some of that early next year. Right now, it's people sort of trying to explore, um, sort of some people doing some academic work on top of it, those kinds of things. So what platforms does Drill run on? Does it run on Hadoop 1, 2? What, uh, what do you need to actually get Drill up and running? So um, Hadoop, uh, sorry, the uh, Drill platform uh, is designed to run in any of the major distributions of Hadoop. Um, it currently, um, the, the uh, distribution, the release one um, was on top of uh, Hadoop 1, um, 1x because uh, Hadoop 2x hadn't become GA. Um, now that Hadoop 2x is GA, it will also run on top of the, the next release will run on top of Hadoop 2 as well. Um, uh, and so it's designed specifically so that it doesn't actually require Hadoop though. Um, and so um, right now the most common situations and what we're, the first sort of storage engines that we're working on integrating with are HBase and, um, and, and the file system, various types of files in the file system. Um, that being said, the construction of it was such that we don't absolutely assume that Hadoop needs to be an underlayment. And so you could actually also run it as we add storage engines for other things like Mongo. You should be able to run it co-located on your Mongo um, instances as opposed to being co-located on your data node instances. Um, so it's, it's, it requires, in general, it's going to require some kind of distributed big data storage engine um, underlayment um, to run the queries on top of. Um, currently, it uses Zookeeper for um, uh, cluster coordination, um, but uh, we actually are exploring um, using um, another project called Hazelcast uh, to do cluster coordination so that um, you don't have any specific requirements. The other fun thing is, is that Drill was designed specifically so that even people who don't have a distributed system in place can download and play with it. And so um, if you download it and just want to interact with it and sort of try it out, um, you can run it inside, uh, in, inside, of, a, uh, inside of its JDBC driver um, inside of something like SQL line where you can actually just start up a, a small um, bash script, 
um, and then start running queries directly against that process without having to run any daemons or anything else or any other uh, requirements. Very awesome. So what are the plans for Joel moving forward? Well, it's really sort of moving along these milestones towards a uh, first release. I mean, I think I know one of the things that we're really trying to push is, is that if you think about schema uh, management in general, there's kind of two different worlds. There's the traditional world, the Oracle world, which is um, sort of a concept of centralized metadata uh, management. And so you kind of build these tables. The tables have schemas, and that's all this sort of thing you manage inside of the, um, a database catalog. There's a second world out there, and that's the MongoDB world, right? Where, or the JSON world, where you store the data, and the data has inside of it some self-describing schema, and each record can be a different schema. And so, um, one of the things we're really pushing forward um, on Drill is trying to merge those two worlds, because we feel like um, with sort of the, the the repositioning of developers as um, more central to the overall sort of uh, data planning process than it used to be, right? DBAs used to kind of own that process and, uh, and very much control it. And the rise of these sort of, uh, you know, uh, schema-free or late schema technologies um, has been in large part due to sort of the shift of the developers into the sort of data planning role more. And so we believe that uh, moving forward, that becomes a very important part of the query, um, the query engine. Um, and so uh, what we've done in this first milestone is really sort of support the capability to run queries against things without having to have a centralized metadata store. Um, you can use Hive Metastore if you need to, um, but in many situations, the data is self-describing and you shouldn't have to use a centralized metadata store. And so, um, and so as we move forward, um, we're continuing to bring that kind of vision throughout the drill project. Um, and so we have columnar execution already in place. We're working with columnar storage now. We're trying to improve vectorization um, to try to minimize the amount of cycles that every particular record and value take. Um, to be able to execute the query to speed query performance. And so um, moving forward, what you're going to see is you're going to see a number of sort of shorter milestone releases. The first one was very hard. It took a, a year to get to that first milestone release because you're trying to build so much of the foundation. Um, but what you're going to see in the coming months is a number of these milestone releases that come out um, that start to add real user features and achieve that beta milestone, which is really where we think that people are going to start to be able to use it, um, experiment with it, and see if it's useful for their business. Yeah, as, a, as an application developer, I could see a lot of benefit from being able to write to a single API, and then if I'm running Cassandra and Accumulo and, you know, at the same time or whatever it is, you know, sometimes some queries can go to one place and some queries can go to another, but my application is, you know, really sitting on, you know, one system that's kind of managing that for me. It's a, you know, it's an, it's a really interesting concept. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, I, I mean, I think, yeah, it, I think that's the goal really is, yeah. is that, um, and actually it's interesting if you look at the different query languages, right? Cause many of these systems have various, stronger or weaker query languages. Some are very weak, right? Like HBase has filters, and that's about it, right? Cassandra has CQL, which is a lot more powerful, right? Mongo has a query language based in JSON um, uh, that does a bunch of things. But if you actually sit down and think about analytical queries and interactive queries, which is what we really are focused on for Drill initially, um, uh, there is many, there are many situations with these existing query languages that if you want to do something as simple as like a group by aggregation to do some kind of analysis, um, many of the languages, you're very restricted in how you can do that depending on how you've initially laid out the data. Yep. Um, and so what we're trying to do is say, hey, let's, those storage engines, the Cassandras and the Mongos of the world, the Reacts of the world, um, that their, their strongest strength is really being able to sort of solve sort of OLTP light types of scenarios. 
right? Where I don't want a full relational database. I want to have something that's more expressive, um, but I want to have sort of you know some some level of guarantee around sort of the transactional semantics and those kinds of things, whatever that might be in a particular system. Um, and so they can't spend as much time trying to figure out how to do large scale data analytics. They do do some of it, right? But um, the, they don't like. If you think about just simple concepts, right? Like if you think about in the MapReduce paradigm, shuffle, right? It's about moving huge amounts of data around the cluster, right? And that's something that most of the, the storage engines that exist today or the, the, the databases or NoSQL systems or whatever you want to call them, um, they don't have internal capabilities to do that massive amount of data movement. And so what we're trying to do is say, okay, well, Drill can be really good at that data movement and rely on that underlying infrastructure to provide sort of the OLTP semantics and those kinds of things. Great. Uh, thank you for your time today, Jacques. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate the conversation.